I don't understand the hype behind candy canes. Candy canes are the worst. Yeah. I dislike them a lot. My, uh, my, yeah. I have, uh, my, my dad and my sister love to crush candy canes and like mix it in with home. Oh, ice cream. right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it, I'm not into it. it I see, I like for me. the aesthetics of a candy cane. I think it looks very nice. Hmm. I just don't like the pepperminty flavor. I don't mind the flavor. It's the texture. Like, I remember being a kid and you like unwrap part of the candy cane and you're like, Sticky. licking it and then everything is just covered in this sticky disgusting Uzi. yeah Ugh. candy yeah Welcome everyone to Lost in the Grid. This is session number six. This is going to be the last session of the wonderful year that is 2020. (laughs) (laughs) This is Al. This is Nathan. We're two souls lost in the grid of design, architecture. See, every time we say we're lost in the grid of, every time I'm like, I don't feel as lost as I did, you know, at the beginning. Yeah, I think that's, that's why I said the wonderful year of 2020, because uh, it's been a horrible year, but it's got some good things happening. Yeah, like some sure. good things came out of it. Anyways, uh, so what are we talking about today? Well, we were um, we were going to sort of reflect on the journey from school into the workforce. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, sort of touch on some of the things that we've really enjoyed and sort of grown. Mm-hmm. Um in that transition and then some of the things that are we sorely miss i was gonna say hate but sorely miss does sound yeah i i guess i do use the word hate but really it's more just it's not my favorite part no yeah (laughs) um i well i can be a bit dramatic at times so i guess using the word hate just made sense to me but it's not really hate it's just about it's not quite where we want it to be i guess at the workforce which I would say missing. Missing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Longing for. Longing for, I like that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I guess we both came out of school around 2016. Yeah, so it's been four years, which is a long time. Which is a long time. But I think it's taken um, four, maybe maybe at the end of three years, I was sort of finally poking my head out of the ground and looking around, like <laughs> there's a steep learning curve and yep. adjustment period. So yeah, like... My first year, I was just trying to like, I was just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. My second year, I was, okay, I get this. I I kind of, kind of get this. Right. And the third year, I was like, okay, all right, I'm I'm good. And then my fourth year is kind of at this year where Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I I feel like I've I've gotten to a point, but now where do I go? Right. (laughs) I guess. So that was my trajectory, yeah. It's funny you say that. I had a boss the where the hell do i go now Mm -hmm. because i had a boss and he was like it doesn't matter what you do for the first i feel like i've even yeah you meant (laughs) you said it in your in the first session you said that you had a boss that it doesn't matter what you do in the first five years yeah as long as you're just learning yeah Um, yeah we're approaching that point we are approaching that point it's just that um yeah fuck where do we go (laughs) 
So in those four years, like Al, what do you what do you think you've kind of appreciated about working? Uh, I guess the I almost don't like the word rigor, <laughs> but we use it a lot. Yes, um, but I think it is the right word for how I've had to learn to work. Mm-hmm. Um, in school, I like to be flippant about so many things, and it would, you just focus on the fun parts. Mm-hmm. Um, in work, it was a real adjustment to sort of work in such a way that you could always go back and say why you did X, Y, Z, um, but then also sort of have all of the steps there. Because a lot of the times you're, uh, I don't know, it's solving program or moving things around. There always has to be a, a story to it that makes sense and the one that you can show step by step. And then also, well, you have be to be to... accountable for whatever you do. Exactly. Working, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, that especially working with the code, it was always snipping everything out. Here's like why I drew it this way. Here's all of the rules. And then a lot of the time, it's I didn't know how to interpret certain things, so I'd even snip um, my assumptions and sort of have this document. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I have. I love just snipping, like yeah, collecting all of the. Um, background info for what I'm doing so that I don't have to flip back to the code because so many times I'll have drawn that's a good habit uh, it's just I couldn't handle the anxiety of (laughs) are these exit stairs right and having to go back and check every single time Mm -hmm. it just wasn't so I've had to I guess this is the way of working that I've appreciated developing that (laughs) rigor that rigor Um, yeah I think I think I've that's one thing I've enjoyed as well, like uh, being accountable for whatever decisions that you make. Uh, I remember when we were in school, you know, you'd make, I, at least I'd make decisions and I, I'd kind of worry about the consequences of it later. At, right. the, at, that, at that moment, I was just like, hey, as long as it looks good, it's yeah. fine. It's fine, you know, but, but like when you're in the workforce or when you're like working at a firm, you cannot do that. You can't just be like, as long as it looks good. Um, the other thing is just, you know, just, yeah, building that rigor. I did not have that in school. I've spoken about that in the past. I don't, yeah, you're right. We use rigor too much. <laughs> it's a very architecture-y word. word. It is, it is. Um, and then learning things that I kind of, like, because at least for, for us in school, it was in, in my mind, it wasn't about learning how to be an architect or it was more about learning how to think like an architect. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so that there's a big transition from that to actually learning how to be an architect. And then that's something, I guess the past three or four years have given me. And I wouldn't, if I were to evaluate myself numerically, I'd say I'm probably 30% of where I want to be in terms of like the textbook definition of an architect, but it's, it's still like a big jump from where I was when I came out of school. Yeah. But it's funny, it, it really does seem a, a lifelong process. It is, yeah. Yeah, I don't, well, I mean, even the people that you work with that have like 10, 15 years experience, it's such a, it's such an evolving profession that like, at this, there's no point where you just come out of and be like, I know everything I need to know about architecture. There's going to be something new, or not new, but like something evolved right uh, right around the corner so you can never like be complacent about learning which is i guess something i really enjoy because i really do enjoy the process of learning so you enjoy I, the okay yeah because i mean there's no point to doing anything if you're just like i don't i don't want to be the kind of person who just works every day not really doing anything else apart from what i know right because uh i think you and i and most like anyone who calls himself a designer likes to problem solve 
or like and the the whole like you know the idea of problem solving means you're like kind of learning something yeah yeah you're right yeah so i never thought of it that way in school you kind of come up with the narrative of your like on your own or like you you're given like a project but there's no oh, real world yeah and you make up rules like, yeah yeah you make it has up, to be two columns on every fifth yeah side exactly <laughs> right there's no like real implication. So like you could have like a column grid of 12 columns and they could be evenly spaced and you could put the doorway anywhere you want to like not interrupt that. But like you can't do that in the real world. Like sometimes you need your exits or your entrances to be at a specific location and you need to figure out everything else to like work with that. Right. There's like real implication behind. So there's like real weight to the decisions you make. Yeah, um, yeah I get that. Yeah, so... That that's something I, I really enjoy. It's it was it's definitely a difficult transition. Like it's it's one of those transitions that you don't feel like a hundred percent right away, right? You're not like at least you're not going to come out of school. For most of us, you're not going to come out of school and just go into the workforce and just get all the responsibility. It's definitely definitely been like an exponential learning curve where you kind of start slowly and you pick things up. And I guess the one thing that I can tie to being in school uh, that I really uh, carry on with the work in the workforce is just like that notion of being curious. I, I think that's, for, for me, that's developed a lot more during work than it had in school. Uh, in school, you kind of just... Oh, okay. Um, because in school, again, you make up your own rules. So you kind of reduce the, the need to be curious in terms of figuring out what the rules are. Right. Because you just make it up yourself, right? You just be like, I, I can do this, this, and this. It's like your own sandbox, and you can do whatever you want in it. Yeah. But being at, uh, in, like, uh, at a firm, you, you, you don't have that, that, that freedom, which is a positive and a negative. But the positive is that like, you have to like, be a lot more curious about how things actually function. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do have to actively hunt people down almost or exactly like any you, you, opportunity you, you can to get information <laughs> yeah, exactly like, right like you're you're it's a positive and a negative that you you don't have the freedom of just making up your own rules but there is something really amazing about making up your own rules and like <laughs> being god uh, uh <laughs> in your in your project world so that that's definitely an adjustment right you like you i guess we like seamlessly transition to to the things that are less desirable, not desirable. Uh, more constraints. Yeah. Yeah. What do you miss? Um, I almost miss the um, sinking your teeth into making like one specific thing. Um, so a drawing or a model or just, I really miss just working on this one plan or this one um, image and really crafting it mm -hmm. and i get that that's not um i guess it's outsourced really there's people that do visualizations i do usually... i do miss that that's another thing like i really enjoy the process of creating a narrative through, through visualization but we like it's just not efficient right in terms of doing it yourself yeah or it's if it is it's this very fast mm -hmm. flight like it's incredibly um useful this endscape is what mm -hmm. we use like you just get instant renders like that. yeah it takes um, like a minute you you get an image out in a minute which would typically i remember back in the day before like these real-time rendering software existed it would take like three four hours to get like a workable draft of an image 
it makes a lot of sense to to outsource those renderings. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because like by the time you populate the scene with trees, street people, lights, uh, you're probably like three four days in it. Yeah. Um, three four like full days of just working on that, uh, and then versus like you send something and overnight you get like a draft with the, with people who like really know how to do it. Uh, no, but I just miss being like I actually miss. Um, just it's the one time I enjoy photography is when it's virtual. Mm-hmm. Like I really miss setting the camera and like mm-hmm. going through all the different lenses and mm-hmm. all the different. I remember at work even I tried to do this. I had like the same view, but like literally twenty different cameras. Yeah, and my boss was like, "What are you doing? Just take the." <laughs> well, there's that there's that money shot, right? The the one that captures the entire building, but it just. It just there's no like real story behind it. It's just like the no. I get that, and I I just miss playing around with fifty different versions of that one shot mm-hmm. to get it, and then I was like just sort of the um, uh, the bare bones kind of renders where mm-hmm. you have really nice lighting, really nice um, like so you don't form. like hyper realistic renderings. I, I guess it's maybe the one part of me that's. I enjoy minimalism, but it's also just laziness. I don't know how to do the, the hyper real. It takes so long. It takes too long. I know you you enjoy the collage. I do, but I, maybe it's just because I'm a contrarian. If we all had to do collages at work, I'd maybe hate it. I'd be like, this takes forever. <laughs> Give me Enscape. <laughs> That's fair. Um, no, but it, I do like collages because you. I think you actually gain a lot by taking some from somewhere you instantly get what comes with it Mm -hmm. and i think that is interesting (laughs) no i i agree do you think um i guess that's the other thing that i I feel like is a miss for me is that i haven't really had the chance to develop my uh because i really do enjoy visualization but i haven't really developed that since i've come out of school like a when I look at my representation now, it's very much a product of, you know, uh, being in a firm for a while and that, that similar language, but it's not mine. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, I think that's natural. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but think about all the other things that you're learning. Yeah. In the meantime. That, like I said, right? There's like a there's a there's a there's pros and cons. Right. So um, that for me is one of those things, and um, like I, you're right, I've developed in so many other ways in terms of actually understanding like what it is to be an architect or what it is to be an architecture that that's like a small price to pay in the grand scheme of things but it's still something that that kind of niggles me because uh what's that word niggle what does that mean bothers that's an interesting word (laughs) i've never heard it i i think it's a real word now i can't remember what it it probably is yeah no it is i think it is if not you, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, again, that's something that I've, I've, I've I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of wish I, I work on a bit more. And I don't think there's time for that to do. And that's the other thing. There's no time to do that in your regular day to day. No. Um, and the, that's the, also the other thing, the, the other struggle is that, you're, yeah, you're not doing these projects for yourself. You gotta make sure that you you accomplish someone else's agenda, which is sometimes it's not as easy. Um, sometimes, sometimes I just don't have my 
opinion formed yet. Like I feel very slow. So it's like, okay, this is what's happening. And then it would take me so long to actually have an opinion that by the time I do, it's kind of too late, (laughs) way too late. (laughs) Yeah. I've had that. I've had that before. I've actually had that. Like, uh, I remember sometimes I'll get called into like, you know, design review or something like that. And it's a very quick format. And I, I, I worry that because it's like they present an idea and you got to like review it. And I worry at the end of it that I won't have anything to say because I haven't had like, I haven't been able to digest it as fast as people with a lot more experience. Right. We're also sitting fast. I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, um, so I'll be sitting in those reviews and like, I'll, I'll just like design, uh, people with a lot more experience point out like things that when was presented to me i was like i didn't even see that yeah right and again it's like stuff that comes with experience but it is definitely like a worry that i'm just (laughs) like crap am i gonna have anything to say um (laughs) yeah i get that (laughs) and you gotta like say but you have to say something right i mean i do feel like recently it's been a lot better Oh, it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's been like that. Yeah, but but it's gotten a lot better now. Again, it's like it's something that time really like develops. It's just your ability to notice things because you learn more, right, as time goes on. So you like pick up on more things. Oh, it's funny. We had, um, I'm thinking the project I was just on that's gone sort of from zero to it's now finished. Mm-hmm. And I remember at the beginning, there were a bunch of different decisions we could have made um about the line of this bulkhead in the room Mm -hmm. and i remember like how can we choose like they're all so uh not similar but just not uh the uh, answer wasn't obvious and then after we went ahead i remember looking back sort of two months later and being like how it's that's the answer (laughs) the other ones aren't even options but at the time i was seeing that and granted like we did have like discussions about it so it's not like people walked into the room and they're like that one and yeah, no, it was yeah. actually a debate right um but now that you look back at it you can it's like how would we have even done those yeah i've noticed that too and it's it's actually a very satisfying feeling uh that you can look back and be like obviously that means yeah. you've, you've progressed i mean i'd still say I, i'm not a completely 100 percent confident with anything i say uh there's always some like you, I've always had this thing where you know I say something in a meeting, and then I walk out of it, and I'm like, oh. oh no, no. I think if you say something, it's a win, no matter what you said, really. Yeah, but you remember how last week we talked about the five minute rewind? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had moments where like I've walked out of it, or like not even walked out of it. Sometimes I've had moments where I just say something, and you just get the reaction that. Ooh, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I've had that happen a few times. <laughs> but I still feel better for having said yeah, something. Than yeah, not. yeah. Because I, maybe that's the thing. Because like, in school, when you'd say something, that I feel I felt like it would follow you. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah the people it, gossiping it, after Christmas. It, it, fo- it, it would follow you, right? Uh, like you'd say something. I, I don't want to say stupid because honestly, I don't feel like there's anything really stupid that could be said about anything um so subjective looking back maybe but at the time i remember being terrified of saying stupid yeah 100 percent um so that's a i guess a, a positive but 
but that has carried on like it's carried with me right where like i was so afraid of saying stupid things at school because you knew that it was going to be a topic of conversation somewhere <laughs> uh where it'd be like did you hear what nathan said at his crit <laughs> wow <laughs> right um but but it doesn't really like at least i don't know i'm not like in front of the curtain it doesn't seem like it carries like it follows you here because i've said stupid things in meetings in the past and like the answer would be like oh no i don't think that'd work but but you move on and you kind of yeah i think why. people are so busy they're not gonna yeah they don't have time, have to, time think. to remember it. yeah 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 i mean this is this is a very good discussion in the sense that it's really nice to reflect on how far you've come uh you know reflecting back on the work that we've done in the past four years like we started this whole process because we felt lost right right we just felt where am i going what am i doing like what have i done i think that was a big question it's like what have i done in the, the right. past little while yeah. yeah yeah but then when you have these like when you reflect on what you've actually done yeah you've you've done we've done a fair bit i mean uh in my case I wish I wish it was a bit more, but even still, like it's all part of the process, right? I can't really um, rush those things, but it's good. It's so good to have these conversations because, again, it's like I feel like every time we have a discussion, I say, "Oh, I didn't really think about that until we hmm. spoke about it." Uh, that's why I really like, I've, yeah, I've been enjoying this because of that mostly. Have you like? Is there any other like? Anything you miss about? Well, it was actually kind of a leading, like I'm now that I'm sort of getting my bearings, I'm trying to see if there's a way to incorporate, like everything's so rapid fire, mm -hmm. but in the midst of it, like if there's ways of um, working that allow you to carry things, like I've actually started sneaking collages into my work when I can, and it's never asked for, it's always... Mm -hmm. Let's see if I can do a collage with this. <laughs> yeah, uh, because, because I enjoy that way of working. So if I can sneak it in, maybe there'll be a. Um, and, and that's how you kind of develop your sense of representation or or idea development, right? Ideation. Um, yeah, I, I think or like it's less about the final product because they're not pretty. No. Uh, I mean, I like them, but they're not. <laughs> anything you would show to somebody no but it's it's great for like getting the conversation going yeah exactly so yeah i guess trying to now that we're getting proficient enough that you can sort of look around and you're not completely um spinning around with like your head chopped off like a chicken i mean i do feel that some days some days i <laughs> yeah. even now i like i'll get a task and I kind of have this internal freak out moment where I'm just like, what, what do I, what do I do? What oh do yeah. I, I mean, do I, yeah. What do I, do? I, th I don't think that'll ever go away. Uh, but it's, yeah, it's, it's good. It's, it is like you said, like a lifelong right. learning yeah. uh, thing, which is great uh, for me. I enjoy that. Um, but I feel like that's the case in any profession. Oh I'm, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, um, you know, things keep changing. Uh, everything keeps evolving so it's like impossible to stay stagnant hmm. um yeah that's good yeah i like that discussion <laughs> <laughs> it was i mean like yeah we it, it made it made sense to have that conversation we're like like i said we're five episodes in we we really started we started all this in, in a in a in a space where we just i want to say frustrated at least for me it was frustrated um because i wasn't sure what was happening in my like with 
I, I don't want to say career because that, uh, it wasn't just about working. It's okay. about that. It was about the other side of it too. Yeah, like this, these kind of discussions have really helped me kind of at least figure out where to go. Well, I, uh, I think in a similar way, I was kind of, yeah, I guess, lost in that you see this sort of ultimate goal of, I mean, I guess getting a license is one way to sort of say you're on track, um, but it's so ambiguous. And I've kept feeling like everything's so um, new and like there wasn't really a, I guess there's a, I guess there's a direction in the sense you're on a project and then you have to keep learning all these new um, pieces of it. So it's it's just a long time. And to know that you're actually getting somewhere is hard to judge. It is because it's not like, it's not like uh, you know, how we had that conversation about making one-to-one. Yeah. It's not because you know right away when you're making something at a one-to-one scale whether it's going to work or not. Yeah, and you get like immediate you, feedback. You get immediate feedback, to... but when it's a project that goes for four, five, six, seven years, you could be working like you could you could lose an, a whole year, you know, because it wasn't right, and you wouldn't know it until the end. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's not it's it's definitely not an easy thing to be a part of, you know, like working on something for a long period of time and not seeing the results right away. And also, like, even if you do see some, even if you do get immediate feedback, you have to keep it in your mind that what you see now may not be what's, right. it just keeps changing. Things keep changing. And as, as, as great as it is, as like an idealist to like start with an idea and end it with the same idea, like it developed and done. I think it's a lot more interesting to, you start with an idea and you, you fight like hell to make that idea work, but you adapt you have to adapt. Right. Um, it's just way more interesting to me hmm. than just like, you know, you just carry along the single path, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like nothing, you know, you could, no, I don't, I don't agree with you. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't think there's any building that would be better from that kind of. No, nothing. Mindset. It's like, it's not just building. I don't think anything, <laughs> I don't think anything like can. Well, maybe if you're like a, a true artist you're making a record and you're a solo art like then maybe that's how it works i even then i feel like your your music producer would be like hey let's like, I, again i don't know anything about music uh, yeah no. <laughs> so, but like a music producer hey let's just like you know adjust the the pitch on this a little bit uh, yeah like even i like even someone like as prolific as uh, like mozart i'm sure he was like his mom was like hey <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. hey why don't you why don't you try this? Maybe it might work better. And he'd be like, all right, mom. Yeah, sounds good. And he's like, you know what? You were right. <laughs> but Mozart was the one, or it was Beethoven who was like young, very young. I think they were both. Probably both. I, I don't know. Again, like now I'm thinking to that, that would you rather we had when we were talking about going back in time or... Yeah, Yo, you'd go back and hear... I would love to be a part of those kind of, like, discussions. With Mozart and his mom? <laughs> but mom! <laughs> I feel like, you know, especially in, in, the, in, the, in the culture that we are in today, like, we only really see the final product of things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... It would be it would be really nice to see how things like of course you get like sometimes you get like a I know when Jay Z uh, retired for the first of I don't know fifty times uh, it was like right after the the Black album I think that was two thousand and four 
and he had like a, a documentary about him making the album. Okay. And so it was really interesting because he'd go around, you know, meet different producers. And this is like, this is when Kanye West was like wearing polo shirts and backpacks. And okay. So he produced a couple songs on that record. So he'd go, you know, and listen, like Jay-Z would go and like Kanye would play the, the beats and like Rick Rubin and all those guys. They would all play the beats for like Jay-Z's song. And then you just sit there, you know, like nod his head, like, you know, go with the flow. And there were like a couple like uh, instrumentals that were put forward that I was like, man, this sounds incredible. Yeah. But it didn't make the album. Oh. Uh, and and so, I like in my mind, it was like it, it was an interesting what if to be like, I wonder what that song would have been like. Uh, and uh, so it's it's it was it's very nice to see the process behind things. Like, that we don't. You cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, you never get to see that. Like you know. That's why I like really enjoy. It's like you know how everyone talks about how uh, Apocalypse Now is such a great movie, but Heart of Darkness is even better. Okay. The, the whole process of making Apocalypse Now, it's it's that because like as as crazy and messed up as that movie is, the the story about how that movie <laughs> was being made was even more crazy and messed up. So it was like that documentary. I watched it in high school. Because we had to read Heart of Darkness in high school, the book. And and so then we watched the movie and then we watched the documentary. And I was like, the movie was like, oh, this is awesome. But I didn't quite get all of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, but then you watch the documentary about how Marlon Brando was like, I don't want to be here. And and Dennis Hopper was like, fuck this. And all the, everyone is just like unhappy. And this and Francis Ford Coppola is just like, guys, let's just like make this movie. You know, I'm paraphrasing. I want to check this out. But check it out. It's like... Both of them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's just like... It's the make... I find the making of way more interesting than the final. I love um, the... Have you heard of Jodorowsky's Dune? Yeah, the the movie, right? Yeah, but it's like the making of Dune that never got made. No, I've never seen that. No, no, no. Oh, it's so... Jodorowsky was originally supposed to do Dune. Mm -hmm. um, And it, it was the most extravagant mind bender of a uh, he never even read dune he's just like i know this is epic he would carry the book around (laughs) but he made his son from i don't know from like ages five to 13 he went to a special school and just did karate every day to train to be like the main character (laughs) for this oh yeah it was nuts and then they were gonna get um he went around the world like just finding these artists that would they made like this incredible stuff and mm-hmm. he was like this is perfect so there's like the house Harkonnen and like the other I forget the the good house uh, but it's just like the most evil looking skull art mm-hmm. and he found this guy and he's like you're part of the movie now <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing and then they made this amazing I keep looking at just pages of this uh what do you call it when you're like a storyboard of mm-hmm. the movie and it's the most incredible thing to me yeah. and part of the documentary they sort of have like a stop motion not stop motion uh like book a flip book yeah of the like opening sequence and it's crazy and it's just like pencil drawing <laughs> have you seen the the actual movie that came out the david lynch one yeah or the new one no the new one's not out yet uh i've seen yeah i, I did watch the david lynch that, one. Uh, but i don't think it was a movie that david lynch is no, he got. He's the one who took over from Jodorowsky. Right, but he wasn't particularly his. proud of it at the end of it. Either. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the new one has been like it looks interesting, and I will watch it. But it is like way more Hollywood than you know, 
Oh, okay. The, not... the 80s Dune would have been. But like, yeah, Brazil and those kind Brazil of... Brazil is wicked too. Yeah, they, they don't... Those kind of movies don't really exist anymore. And I kind of think that's kind of missing. Because, I don't know, I kind of define it as like the dark nightification of movies where everything's got to be like dark and serious. And every big movie's got to be like gritty and... Oh, yeah. I kind of appreciated some of that. I do too. I do like. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't. But there's something really nice about. Oh, like perfect example. 1982 Tron. I never saw that. My God. <laughs> these these dudes are wearing hockey helmets, while pretending to be inside a computer. Like and and it's a a brilliant. It's an amazing movie. Like you put that like like it and Blade Runner came around at the same time. Blade Runner is like epic and incredible it's kind of like what movies now are like you know? right but then there's also that tron which it kind of existed in that same space and it was still freaking epic it was just silly because there's something like really like heartwarming about it uh, you're gonna have to check this out yeah uh and yeah so yeah i don't know i feel like there's a place for camp it doesn't really exist this all segued from us talking about liking watching the making of yeah. <laughs> Are we doing a would you rather? I don't have one prepared. We're going to have to Wing improv it? this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done that at the past few episodes. Yeah, but there was always like a kernel of um, something. Okay. I suppose like, would you rather, if you, if a movie were to become real, mm-hmm. would you rather, oh, I need some compelling movie universes now. So, like, there's Star Wars, there's... When I was a kid, actually, do you remember those Land Before Times? I, you've talked about this a few times. We've had, not not on the podcast, but we've had a few conversations about you, like, loving Land yes, Before Yes, when Times. I was five or six, maybe, maybe, I think around that age, there was those Land Before Time movies, and I felt, like, this distinct feeling of just incredible sadness that those weren't real dinosaurs. <laughs> I could never be a part of that world. So, I, yeah, yeah, I understand. That would have been my world I'd want to exist in. Really, when I was six. Oh, so is this is the would you rather? Um... But we we need to figure out the the worlds to okay. choose. Oh, okay, so Star Wars is one. I'm saying worlds like Star Wars. Like Star Wars is an easy no for me. That's why I'm not. Okay. What about married. Toy Story, where you're like a toy? Oh, you'd be a toy, or you'd be the... you'd be a toy. You know, it's basically the world we are in now, but you're a toy. Oh shit! Um, okay, I like that one. Let's go with Toy Story. Yeah. And uh... and Tron. Well, you don't know Tron that well. I don't know Tron enough to. But like, basically, Tron. Okay. Do you know Reboot? I I don't like this direction. I know <laughs> Reboot, and I used to hate that show. <laughs> So Tron and Reboot are kind of the same because they both happen within the computer. Oh, then it's an easy Toy Story for me. Okay, no, okay. Well, I gave up a Toy Story. What's a compelling... Well, Land, <laughs> Land Before Time is like a... No, I, I wouldn't pick that now. Yeah, but... Ooh, I got this. Not a movie universe. Well, you and I play Red Dead Redemption a lot. Oh, uh, that would just be a brutal existence, though. I mean, I'd much rather be a toy. Mm than like a cowboy but, having to like run i'm around. sorry but like i don't think a toy is an easy existence either you like become obsolete in like a year or two yeah but then you just get to be a toy but you're what if you're like melted down well i run away 
But you're a toy. If you're like one of those like army men soldiers. That's exactly what I was imagining. <laughs> How'd you run? Your feet are like on a platform. I'd uh, use my plastic knife to cut myself free. <laughs> Fair. Okay. All right. Okay. How about like Super Mario? Okay. Super Mario versus Toy Story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the would you rather is would you rather exist in the world of Super Mario or the world of Toy Story? So it's a very easy one for me. What's that? Toy Story. Like I would 100% want to be a toy. But Mario's pr- like I didn't play Mario as a kid. So I think I'd want to experience the world of Mario properly. In like the proper 8-bit. Like it's an aesthetical decision too, by the way, this. Because... Um, Wait, you'd exist in bits? Yeah, you'd ex- yeah, you'd exist in like pixels. Is this a permanent change? No, this is a choice. You're like, like it's almost like, uh, like that whole total recall moment where you kind of just visit a, a world. Okay, then yeah, I totally... I'd missed out completely on Super Mario. Really? So, eh? so the, 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 the whole like Nintendo... I'd only play at friends' houses and I'd always lose at Super Mario Racing or whatever it was. Oh, Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be a very interesting one for, for me. Like I would much rather be a toy. Um, at least like a toy in the sense of the Toy Story universe because... Now, are you going to become one of those toys? Yeah. Like, who would you be? Ooh, uh, I'm not going to choose a toy that I was that was in the movies because I don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to be Buzz. I, I don't want to. You'd be Buzz. If no, you... I don't. Nah. Buzz is just the. Like, I definitely wouldn't want to be a cowboy. If okay, if I were to choose between cowboy and space dude, space dude, oh, space be... space involved like is space is a lot more interesting to me than westerns. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I feel like I'm more of a Buzz Lightyear. But I could, I could be Western. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just not a Woody. I'm not. I'm. I'm not surprised that you could do a, like you could be a cowboy though. Like it, <laughs> I feel like uh, there's like elements of your childhood that like kind of set you up for that. Well, uh, I grew up near a farm. Yeah, worked. Worked on a farm in summers, but I was not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like saying that. Oh yeah, elements of my childhood mean that I'm going to space. There's nothing. nothing <laughs> like I, I didn't go to space camp or anything like that. But I went to space. camp. You went to space camp? Yeah. Oh, space camp wasn't a thing in Dubai. <laughs> like, uh, I would want to be uh, a toy, uh, a transformer, a very mechanical toy, and I could like change depending this what the situation arises. You, I don't quite understand. So you're just a toy for a day, and then you're, like, do, are you becoming friends with Woody and Buzz? And yeah, 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 of course. I okay. mean, the world, the world of Toy Story exists, so all the toys are alive. So you'd be the new toy in town. I'd be the new toy. I'd be the Transformer. I'd be like Buzzy, and would be like, yo, check that guy out. He can become a cassette player or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean. I think it'd be fun to be 2D. Yeah, you that's the other thing, right? Like I guess in the video game world, your your whole like perspective is just side scroll. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's no real like real depth to to visually. It could be quite interesting. Although if you were in the 2D plane and then looking to your left, or you'd be looking to your right, but you'd be looking directly at Pixel sideways, so you wouldn't see any. <laughs> I don't know if it would Well, be. I mean I don't know how you'd experience Unless it. like you're living your your video game life in a on a third person perspective, so you see the screen. But then it's just like playing Mario. I think you'd have to be you, and you'd have to be looking at a mirror so you could see what's coming. 
Yeah. So so that's why you do Mario. See, if it was like, okay, yeah, or like Street Fighter even, would you do that? No, it has to be the classic. The classic Mario. Mario. Mm-hmm. Is Street Fighter like uh, you fight? Sideways. Two, but yes, it's two. like one versus one? 1v1, yeah. I was never a fan of those games. Yeah, me neither. I remember like liking uh, Battletoads. I had a friend who had Battletoads. Battletoads? Oh, I think it's a horrible... Uh, it's probably a horrible knockoff of like the Ninja Turtles. Mm. But it was just you walked around and you were toads that could punch and kick. Ooh, and then Ninja you, Turtles. You could pick up like this bar and then you'd have a bar to hit. So I used to play a lot of those like... Uh, fake versions of games like you of, must have run into battletoads <laughs> i didn't unfortunately but like instead of sonic the hedgehog i played jazz the jack rabbit <laughs> <laughs> and he was a green rabbit versus a blue hedgehog oh wow <laughs> and then instead of street fighter i played body blows <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the terrible name, name. the name of the game um, i think we got sidetracked but yeah i think I would definitely want to be a toy, for sure. Yeah, I'm sticking with Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very lighthearted, would you rather? <laughs> yeah, no, but, no. I, but I, I think it's kind of fitting. It's a fitting way to end the would you. Because a lot of them have been very like philosophical discussions. But this is like, sometimes it's just nice to be chill. Yeah. And this is like the, like I said, the last episode of 2020. Ba-ba-bum. So... I like yeah, it. I'm actually gonna. I'm actually gonna be thinking about, cause I I said transformer, but I don't know if I want to be a transformer now. I, you know how we were talking about like, I those green army men. Yeah. The not just the regular dudes. I would want to be the paratrooper. Well, that's the yeah. Okay, the, I was thinking the exact same thing. The best one ever. <laughs> <laughs> I I remember having those, and I would go up to my balcony, and throw them, and you just see them. Like, you know, just floating. Ah, so good. So satisfying. Yeah, those were great. Yeah. I had so many of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyways. uh, Yeah, that's a good way to end it. So, um, yeah, I think, like I said, right? Last episode of 2020. Last episode, yeah. Last episode of the year. It's been a really good process for me. This whole... whole Oh, I've enjoyed it, too. Yeah. And... uh, um, I was very worried about how I was going to respond to, well, a global pandemic. Because uh, this whole thing started in March. For the first few months, I was very much like frustrated. And I don't want to say, just like, just felt a bit defeated even. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think the decision to do several things, including the podcast kind of, like, I guess May 2020, for me personally, a bit more special than I thought it was going to be the like in, in the beginning of it all. For, for me, like, if I were to, like, it's partly the product product of a pandemic. Oh, I think so. I think without those baseball tossing sessions, this wouldn't have happened. No, 100%. I mean, uh, I sent I, I, like last week, right, I was just on Spotify listening to music. And I just clicked on the Lost in the Grid page. And it was just like, it, it was such a satisfying feeling to see like, hey, five episodes. And <laughs> I sent you that screenshot. And I was like, man, it's just a very proud moment. So, no, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, it's been, it's been, it's been great. 2020 has been a tough year for everybody. And I hope everyone's doing 
well out there, but yeah, there's been some a, a couple really good silver linings for me at least. Yeah, I I would agree. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, it, it is nice. There are some unexpected things that came out of the, mm-hmm. the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, which is nice. Okay, I think we're gonna end it with that. Uh, happy yeah. holidays, everyone, and. Have a great start to the new year. I think we'll be back sometime in January. Yeah. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Bye.